Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's been a lot of talk from players, coaches, about accountability since you've taken over. When it's two veteran safeties who fail to touch a guy, simple play, how do you hold two veterans accountable? I mean, do you just say, don't do it? I mean, I obviously know that. So what do you do, what do, you do as a coach? Yeah, no, you do it the same way you hold anybody accountable. The accountability standard doesn't change by years measured in the league. You know, our standard is the standard, and so everybody's held accountable to the same standard, uh, regardless of your years and regardless of, of even me. I'm held to that same standard. It is the pregame show with Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley, and it's presented by Bet Rivers, official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download, excuse me, the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And, um, wow, that was uh, Sean Desai. I really like that answer. We are delighted to welcome in uh, our guy, Dan Pompey. He joins us uh, on the guest hotline, guest hotline on the score, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And, Dan, if that's all he had said, I think I would have loved it. But his his response, we didn't have it cut, but he said – you address it and improve it when asked specifically about the mistake. He said, you ask for a clarification and make sure the way you're teaching it is proper. I, I, I mean, so is he taking it on himself? Is he putting it on them? I, I was confused by that answer, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Um, that's an interesting question. I think, uh, you know, when you're faced with a situation like that as a coach, uh, I think publicly it makes sense to kind of take it on yourself a little bit, you know, because uh, you don't always want to throw your players under the bus. But I think certainly in this case, it warranted, you know, having the player, uh, make, making the player accountable publicly. You know, I, I think um, there's nothing wrong with saying that was a terrible mistake and the player cannot do that ever again. It's not something that is tolerated at this level of football, especially when you talk about players who are paid as much as uh, some of the one of the players in, in question was, especially. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's I guess there's plenty of blame to go around as the answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. I think he I think his answer is OK, Molly. I'm, I'm OK with the way he came back and talked about, you know, is it on the coaching? I think that's one way. You can build trust in the guys as well. You kind of keep in your know, room together and trying to keep everybody together. But um, Dan, what was your overall thoughts on Sean Desai's first game? You know, Pat, um, obviously wasn't very good. You know, mm-hmm. I think uh, Sean McVay probably, you'd say, would got the best of him. Um, but I think, uh, you know, it, I think you, you kind of expect that with, with a guy in his first time out. Um, a lot of people kind of 
painted him as another Vic Fangio or a new Vic Fangio, which to me is kind of crazy because there's only one Vic Fangio. He's one of the best defensive coordinators the league has seen in the last 20 years or so. You know, you're not going to just recreate that any more than, you know, the Bears were going to recreate Buddy Ryan in 1986 when he left and became the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think what they have to do is just kind of make a, a different defense and hope that this is good. You know, none of this is to say that Sean Desai is, is not capable of doing the job or he won't grow into it, but I think, um, you know, he remains an unknown, remains a work in progress, and I don't think it's reasonable to expect him uh, to all of a sudden make the defense better than it was uh, just by his play calls and, and coaching. Hey, Dan, um, how many times have you actually come on to score and talked about the defense, huh? That's unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Is is Justin Fields playing safety today? Hey, uh, Dan, uh, continuing on with the defensive questions, uh, we haven't haven't seen crowd noise at Soldier Field in a while, and and how do you expect that to affect the energy, which we had Alec Ogletree talk about earlier, and this defensive line giving them the advantage of silent count Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and Robert Quinn. Do you expect that to be a big advantage today at Soldier Field? Uh, certainly it'll help, Olin. Uh, you know that. Um, I mean, whether or not it will make a difference in the game. I mean, look, a lot of things have to fall into place for it to become an advantage. First of all, you know, you've got to get in pass rush situations. You've probably got to get a lead in the game. Uh, you've got to, you know, uh, be uh, – you, you have to have the defense going. I mean, there's a lot of different things that, that – uh, play into that, but I think certainly um, it, it's better than not having fans there at all as it was last year. And, uh, you know, the, the Bears have to hope that they can get those guys going off the edge. Interesting, too, that Travis Gibson was not active today. Um, you know, obviously the, the Bears think that they've got maybe a better answer. Maybe they're going to play Christian Jones out there a little bit if they need to or, or they're planning on uh, having him augment the other three guys. They could even go to Robert Woods, but that's a different issue. What? Uh, what that's that's a, a low joke. blow, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, Dan? What is your take on on the on the? What have you called it? At us, or excuse me. Um, what is the name of the the Buckeye formation? What, yeah. what about the Buckeye option plays, or what are you expecting? I I guess I look at Justin Fields and I think, okay, well then. You know, he played five plays, so he'll play. I think we set an over-under at 11.5 at Bet Rivers, something like that from the afternoon show. <laughs> um, how many plays does he play? Does he play a series? Are they? Is there a logical progression to how they're using him, or do they just want to spring big plays on people? Well, I see, Mully, that Ian Rappaport was saying this morning that he's going to play more today right? based on his reporting. So uh, how much, I guess, uh, we don't know. I, I You know, Probably still a sprinkling, I would think, and not um, not anything like uh, 25% of the plays or anything big like that. Um, you know, but what's interesting too, Rapport also talked about the wild plays that he's been making in practice, and I think obviously we saw those wild plays in the preseason as well. And you know, you expect the wild plays out of this guy, right? That's what he does, and that's what he brings to the table. Um, I don't think that tells you any more about his preparedness to be an every-down quarterback, however. Um, really, you know, uh, practice, as, as you guys know, you know, 
you can make wild plays in practice when the pass rush isn't real and um, you know you kind of know what's coming and it's 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 a different game on on Sunday and you know that's what the Bears are trying to make him comfortable to be able to do to go out there uh, you know when things are live and uh, when the stakes are high and, and when the pressure's on and um, I think the the idea of Matt Nagy's acclimation process is to give him confidence in small doses, a little here, a little there. And it makes sense to me. And I think um, today he'll probably, he'll, he'll try to take another step in that regard today. Well, another guy who didn't have a lot of snaps last week was Jimmy Graham. What's your thoughts on him only getting 14 snaps? You know, they, they kept him here to, you know, with, with, a, lot of, with a lot of cap uh, space, and he's only getting 14 snaps. I know they weren't in the red zone a whole bunch, and that's kind of what you want to use him for. But I just thought he'd be a guy that would match up well against that Rams defense and what they were trying to do and the Bears game plan. I was just kind of shocked he didn't play more. Yeah, I'm with you, Pat, especially, you know, with the short passes. You, you, mm-hmm. you, know, you like the big, bigger guys. And uh, I, I thought they would have used him more. Um, obviously, they used Cole Komet qu- quite a bit. He was a pretty big part of the, pl- of the game plan. But I don't think that means that Jimmy Graham cannot be. I think part of the beauty of having two guys like that is, is you can attack a defense uh, with both of them. And uh, I would expect for him to get more today. You know, I, I wonder if they are seeing him a little more as kind of a, a red zone specialist. But um, certainly, uh, you know, when you're, when you're paying a guy, as you said, like you're paying Jimmy Graham, you hope that he can impact your offense in a lot of ways. And, you know, I think um, he can be, if the Bears are going to open up the offense today, you know, he can be a part of that too, not only uh, with some of the throws over the middle to him, but uh, the way that he can open up for others by attracting safety attention. Yeah. Hey, Dan, what did you think about the game management last week by Coach Nagy, specifically going for it on those fourth downs and just how it, you know, it, it correlates with him calling the plays? And do you think that takes away from him having his full focus on being the head coach of the team? Well, you know, Olin, I think uh, it was working well last year when he went to Bill Lazor as the play caller and uh, he focused on the, on the game management. And um, I think, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, certainly um, uh, the play calling, I think, has been erratic, really, and, and a little spotty and questionable. Um, now, in defense of the play calling, in defense of Nagy, you know, can anyone call plays well when you've got guys who aren't executing and, you know, you've got problems with, with uh, protection and, and everything else. I, uh, I thought, you know, the last fourth down call to me was a little bit of a head scratcher uh, because I thought, uh, you know, it, it, there was more to lose than there was to win by, by going for it. Uh, the previous two I, th- I was okay with. You know, I thought they had to be aggressive and have a mentality against that team where, you know, if, if they were going to stay in it with them, they were going to have to do some things that were kind of out of the box or, you know, uh, unexpected. And, um, you know, you, I thought I thought it was it was warranted earlier in the game. But but that last one, I thought, you know, well, after that, they missed it. It was over then. That was that was the end of the game. Um, Dan Olin does the the no name football podcast with Jason McKee. And you can learn a ton by by listening to that. They had Peanut Tillman on as a guest and um and no no name football podcast not no noh foods 
but No Foods is pretty good too, by the way. Go check them out, nofoods.com. But but Dan, when I when I look at where the Bears are at, Peanut Tillman to me, Peanut Punch, I think it was mentioned on the first broadcast of the NFL this season. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. They got a bucket. They're trying to collect turnovers. Does this game come down to who can get the ball? And, you know, certainly we saw an overtime win for Cincinnati because they got a late turnover. Yeah, I mean, they're important to the Bears, really. Uh, the way they are structured, they need to get turnovers. They need to get takeaways. And um, certainly they need to protect the ball on offense, too. But, you know, uh, this team has all of its money, all of its uh, chips on, on the defense, especially defensive front. And I think, um, you know, part of the reason they didn't have takeaways is because the guys up front weren't create, creating havoc. And, um, you know, that's, that's oftentimes where takeaways begin is uh, when, when you make the quarterback uncomfortable and you make him do things he doesn't want to do. And, uh, they, you know, they, they need to do that today if, if they're going to, uh, to win this game. I mean, this is a game... Uh, they should win, but they don't, you know, you, you can't count on beating the Bengals. The Bengals are, are a decent team. I think uh, it'll go a long way, though, towards winning if they can make Joe Burrow uncomfortable and make him make mistakes. Who did you pick? I've got the Bears winning this one. I don't know how, bad, how good I feel about it. Um, but I, I do believe that the defense should be better than it was a week ago. And... Uh, you know, I think the offense did some good things, and maybe if they uh, get a little confidence going, they try some things they didn't try last week, they can do better. Uh, a couple of things concern me, though, and, and that's that the Bengals have a couple of matchups that favor them where the Bears are weak, and that's they've got some good wide receivers who can uh, really run and make plays. And then the other thing is, you know, they're good up front again, too, where, where the Bears have, have right. had problems with their offensive line. So. You know, if, if the Bengals capitalize on those two things, Bears are in trouble. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate oh, it. Okay. Thanks, My Dan. pleasure, guys. Thank See you. See you, Dan. The, uh, uh, I, I guess, guys, we're all 1-0. and all. We all uh, took the Rams. Sadly. <laughs> that wasn't a tough one. <laughs> no. What, what are we doing this week? Well, oh, man. I, I, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go first, Pat. Uh, I'll put yeah. it on the line. I, I, um, I'm going to believe in this Bears front. I'm going to believe in their front. Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, uh, Robert Quinn. I think they harass Burrow all day. I think they shut down the Bengals' run. I think the Chicago Bears' offensive staff learned from last week that, look, if you are running the ball well, you don't have to go to scat protection when you throw the ball. By scat, I mean everybody's out, only five linemen blocking. What you can do, and I know this sounds crazy, is you can run a play-action pass, leave seven blockers in off of the runs that are working, and you can get the quarterback out of pocket, and throw something deep down the field. I think, I'm hoping they learn from last week. I'm hoping they're a better football team. I think I'm going to go all in. Eddie Jackson's going to get his first takeaway, and, 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 and we're going to score points off of that, and then it's, it's going to work out today. Bears 24, Bengals 21. <laughs> okay. You know, Pat, we'll get your pick when we come back. All right. You know what? I laugh because – 
<laughs> I, I, ah, well, we get to it. Oh, oh no, it makes the time. Yeah, I appreciate no, it, guys. I just, that, was my, that was my score, believe it or not. I won't say I stole I it. I went first. It's mine ah, now. You, it's you mine it. now. Yeah. Can I not pick it even no, though I no, did on Friday? Man, no, okay. you got to go like 22-20 right. or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we have a secret pool for whoever picks the exact score. <laughs> All right. It's the pregame show. Molly Olin, Patrick Madley will be right back on the score it's challenging but i mean you just got to work with what you're getting again i don't control uh the plays that are called i don't control anything but just going out there and doing my job and you know i just do it the best that i know how fast (laughs) oh it's the pregame show with mully and olin krutz and patrick manley and uh and Patrick, you, you, you heard that. And it's presented by Bet Rivers. We got to get that out there. That's the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Uh, I have it, and I, I hit it all the time. Um, interesting to hear there from Marquise Goodwin because he's, you know, he's one of the speed guys they brought in, right? This is a track star, literally a track star. I think he's a long jumper um, and, was, and went to the Olympic trials and has been uh, an Olympian, and he's part of this rebuilt uh, wide receiver room where they're just they concentrate only on speed down down the field speed. They're going to be the fastest uh, set of receivers in the league. And yet, Pat, they, you can't get past the fact that they threw downfield. They threw over five yards only five times in the right. game. Right. Or I'm sorry, ten yards only five times in the game. They never even threw 15 yards. The ball never traveled in the air 15 yards, even when they went for a fourth and 15. Don't get me started. That but, summed it up. Yes. That, that summed it up. Isn't that a contradiction? Isn't that like <laughs> if if the head coach has said and he's they they've talked about um, going out and making sure they get they built up the receiving core. They want to they want to get through this season and have no regrets. No regrets. We're gonna go for it. No regrets. We're gonna come up with great plays. Oh, but we're also going to be afraid of the one pass rush. They've got a guy. We got a, our offensive line. Come on. It's, yeah, it's, I, no, I, I'm with you. And, and, and listen to that quote. It's 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 that's player speak, right? We just do what we call. We can do what we called. We do what it's called. So I get that. But I would be hard pressed to not think that in the game plan just before the break, Olin talked about like a max protection play action, seven guys protecting, sending guys deep that that was not in the game plan. It has to be. I'm sure it is every week. I think he's just upset that it's not called because that's why he was brought here. He said he does everything fast. He said it right there at the end. That, to me, was a little dig that, you know, he, he, he actually looked pretty good on the short routes getting open with his quickness, but he's here for his speed. I think he's disappointed that Nagy didn't go down there and dial up one of those shot plays that we've seen him do in the past. And if Coach Nagy's going to be aggressive on fourth down a couple times, or three times, why not be aggressive on certain plays and just call that shot play on a second short after a nice run by uh, Montgomery? I I, I don't understand that. I I think that was another thing that fans can be upset about with his play calling, that, you know, you've seen him do it in the past. Montgomery got him in the situation a few second five, a few second threes, where that's when you call the shot play. I don't care what they're running. I don't care, you know, they talked about that soft shell defense. you got to call that shot play. And I'm sure it was in the game plan. It better be. I mean, those are basic game uh, plays they probably put in week one, you know, that during the offseason. That the, they're there. You can dial them up any time anytime against any defense. And I think that's what he's upset about. 
And, you know, I don't know. I think we, we have this perception that when a guy says something like that, that there is sort of something going on behind the scenes. Oh, you know, the, it's a powder keg. They can barely hold the players down. Oh, you know, the, the yeah, offensive right. coordinator didn't agree with it. I don't know that that's actually the case. I don't know. I don't know that Matt Nagy even realizes that people are questioning his leadership mm-hmm. and, and wondering why he didn't go after guys. And I, I just think that, that that's the nature of the man. I think he's about as likable a guy as we've seen in town. He seems like a guy, just a really good person, and you cheer for him and all that. We know Andy – and that wasn't Andy Dalton. It was Nick Foles when he wrote his biography. I read – there was an excerpt in there where he talks about he joins Philadelphia – and Matt Nagy lends him his car. Hey, you know what? We're at camp. You got to move. Take my car. He drove the guy's car for a week, and the, you get the feeling that that's what he wants to do. He wants to lend you his car. Yeah, he is a nice guy. I've had a chance to play nine holes of golf with him. He's an excellent person, like just to hang out with. But I think what's happening is us as fans, we're getting frustrated seeing the same thing over and over, not seeing the, you know, the the production, the things he keeps saying he's going to do. This offense is going to progress. You know, the year three and four is when it really happens. And then last week we see nothing out of it. I think it's really coming from us. I know it's coming from me. That's the frustration I hear or I have. So I hear some of the quotes from the guys and maybe sometimes I'm turning it into more than it is because of my frustration of previous, you know, games, previous years, previous situations. Um, so I, I think some of that's what's, what, what's coming about. And I don't think, I think you're right. I don't think... It is a powder keg yet. I think right. it could get there. I really do. I think it could get there if they, as he said, year three and four, and they're not producing. And if the defense starts to, or, or continues to have these mental errors, that's when the powder keg can explode. And, and I think that when we talk about this season, the other element is, and we know, glorious day, beautiful out, the Bears at Soldier Field, first time since 2019 where you have a full crowd. There's tons of people already. They're listening to us either pulling into the parking lot or they're already there, and they're tailgating and getting ready to go in the building, and and God bless you for tuning in. But I don't know what that crowd is – how they're going to respond if things don't go well. And and my fear is that the Justin Fields chants begin immediately – and I know they've got some plays lined up. We've heard that they're, they're going to improve it. But that's as big a question. When you get him in, how long you get him in, and how things go when he gets in, I think, than anything we've, we've got out here. Oh, I, I do. I, I guarantee you the players are thinking that. I guarantee you the coaches are thinking that. I think that's 100%. Actually, what's funny is my wife and daughter went to the game today, and this my wife was like, hey, can I go to the game? Can I go to the game? So I called up and got my alumni tickets, was able to get her, get them to her. So I think even just fans are excited, one, to be back in the stadium, but two, to, you know, to see what this Bears team is all about. But I think you're right. If they don't go out and score or move the ball down the field on the first drive or do something big on defense, it's just going to sit there. You talked about the powder keg. I think that this Soldier Field is going to be like a powder keg today, that if they don't keep that – you know, well, I don't want to get analogies, but if they don't keep that thing down, then it could explode. I really think the fans could go just, it could get really bad. I, I think they are nervous in there to see what happens, especially with the Andy Dalton, Justin Fields thing. If Eddie Jackson goes out there and blows another coverage, the crowd's going to boo like crazy. The Chicago fans are knowledgeable enough and know exactly what's going on that they, they, they'll, they'll get on the guys if they make a mistake. So I think it's right there for the, the fans to either boo or cheer but it's up to the Bears today to go out and do something on the first drive, whether it's offensively or defensively. If they go down and score a touchdown, 
that's going to keep the quiet uh, the, the crowd quiet for a while. If the defense can go out and get a turnover on the first situation, that's going to keep them quiet for a little while. That might help the offense a little bit. So they need to go out there, start fast, have something good happen to keep that crowd quiet because I think that is a concern for the team. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I also worry that when we start talking about how they're going to use play action, that seems like a real obvious one, and we saw the Bears bite on a couple play fakes yeah. um, and, and really get burned by that. I, I think that's so obvious, but I worry that the way they run the football, they don't, you know, they're, they're trying to set up their passing game and then run the ball, and they've had really good success. I think um, I, I think they got a real good running back in David Montgomery. I think he'll have success until they don't go down the field and teams start, you know, putting eight guys in the box and start right. stuffing what they do. And and if you can't, if you're compromised on your offensive line, the teams are going to take advantage of that period end of story. And, I, you know, I think when you see a coach who worked for the guy that just beat them, that's not a good sign. You would imagine they are kind of sharing some information there. Yeah, and, and this this team was, it, and I said it just before, what we've seen in the past with Matt Nagy and his offense, will he commit to the run? David Montgomery is the strength of this offense right now. That offensive line needs help in pass protection, so what do you do? You run the ball. Will he make that his game plan? Will he come out and say, all right, we're committed to the run, then run some play action after that, maybe take shots on a, a seven- or eight-yard run on first down by Montgomery? That's where I think us as fans are frustrated because we just don't know what's going to happen. We haven't seen that happen consistently. We've seen games where they've done it, and it was more with Bill Lazor at the end with Matt Mitch Trubisky, but then we just don't see it cons uh, consistently done. I hope that's what we see today. What you talked about is what I hope you see today because I think that gives them the best chance to win with, with you know, David Montgomery running as well as he is and, and this offensive line that, that ran block pretty darn well last week. And, and we know that Ian Rappaport reported earlier today that, um, that the Bears, that they've been wowed by some of the, I, and I don't know, are they gimmick plays? By some of the special plays they've put in, Justin Fields has been fantastic in practice. Now, Patrick, you've been through this. You've seen guys play well in practice. Um, it does translate onto the field for the most part, but it, what it does is it makes teams confident in that player. Yeah. Is, there, is there a danger as we wait for Justin Fields' moment that if the players are being wowed in practice and the coaches are being wowed, they get into a game and they're like, hey, where's the wow? Why can't I, we get some wow? That's up, to, that's up to Andy Dalton. He's got to try to keep him on the bench. He's got to try to keep Matt Nagy happy running Matt Nagy's offense. That, that's the way I feel about it. And yes, there's players that are going to wow you in practice and you're like, we need that guy on the field more. Hopefully, Andy Dalton's playing well. The Bears continue to win. They can groom Justin Fields the way they're trying to do it right now and it works out. But if Andy Dalton starts to falter and can't run this offense and starts having turnovers and, you know, three and outs, then the guys, I honestly think, I'm like, why is this guy who, like you said, is wowing us in practice? So we see this ability and talent. We saw it in the preseason, albeit against second and third teamers. Why isn't he out there? I mean, he's one of the best top three or four athletes that will be on the field every Sunday once he gets out there between the two teams. And I All think right, guys are going to see that. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, and I'm, I'm really interested to see how that how that plays out because, you know, Pat, I I keep imagining that there's going to be like it's like a stairway, if you will, yeah. you know, yep. stairway to heaven, logical <laughs> progression up the stairs until you reach the top floor. That's the idea with this young quarterback. 
is that their idea? Are they more like trying to kind of do little incremental jumps? Are they are they going to use him twice as much as he was used, three times I, as much? I, I don't know, but what I see, and I said it on the Parkinson Spiegel show a couple weeks ago, that I just don't think that Matt Nagy feels that Justin Field can run his complete offense yet. And his ego is big enough where he's like, no, this is my offense. I've got to wait till he fits in my offense. I'm not going to take an offense and tailor it around him. And I'm not sure if that's the right way. I think when you get a chance to get one of the top four or five athletes on the field, you find a way to get him on the field. But I do believe Matt Nagy, he just wants to run his offense. He's, he's a little hard-headed in that, in, in that right that this is my offense and he's going to run it best. I'm going to show you my offense can work. Instead of taking one of the best athletes, figuring out a way to score points, figuring out a way to get first downs, and get him on the field. We're going to play Bill Lazor for you from earlier in the week. We're, we're going to take a quick moment. We'll be right back. We're going to give you some Bill Lazor talking about Justin Fields, and we'll break that down for you. You're listening to the pregame show here on The Score. It's Mully. It's Ole Krutz, Patrick Manley. It's presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. You're listening to 670 The Score. I would have said after the preseason he, that, that he's moving quickly and ready for whatever's thrown at him. So I, I don't think anything's changed. If he's ready for it, then why, why isn't he getting those additional chances? Um, I, I think Matt's probably addressed what his philosophy is on the quarterback position. I don't think that's for me to answer that. <laughs> it's the pregame show with the Holy Crutes and Patrick Manley presented by Bet Rivers official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And, uh, and there you heard him. That is Bill Lazor. He is the offensive coordinator. And, you know, nothing has overwhelmed Justin Fields. He's ready to go. Well, then why is he playing? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to. Great follow up question. <laughs> What's your awesome. take on that, Patrick? What, what do you think? That's why Matt Nagy should not have Wednesdays off or whatever day he has off in the That's week to right. talk to the media because those are the questions that the head coach, he gets paid all the money to answer those questions. That's a tough ask of, of Bill Lazor. And I, I, he did fumble the answer, and that should just he should just answer, that's a Matt Nagy question. <laughs> don't, even, don't even follow it up with words. Just give it that simple because, you know, he, he, he botched it. But I think what he was trying to do at the beginning – was instill confidence in Justin Fields that, yes, he's a good football player, he's moving along, he's ready, blah, blah, blah. But that's one where Matt Nagy should truly answer that and Bill Lazor should step aside. And that's why the head coach should speak every day at Hallis Hall. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Want to let everyone know Zing Zang is a new partner of the score and the pregame show. A big welcome to Zing Zang. Number one Bloody Mary brand mix. Uh, the number one cocktail mix brand with mixers like the Margarita Mix, the Zing Zing Margarita Mix is made with all natural ingredients. Check it out. They also have some unbelievable cans that are uh, canned cocktails already ready, set, go, and they are ma- marvelous, and we're waiting to get some from Mitch. Um, and, Patrick, you you know, you said a lot there with, with a very little statement. I think that – one of the problems people have is you look at that game. You know, we talked a little bit about – we talked about it post game, and everybody was on point. I, I think that you look at that game and you see just a chart, of a play chart, and there, there's like all the dots are within like a five, seven-yard yep. radius. It didn't make sense that they couldn't get the ball down the field. 
it didn't make sense that they didn't try that, I don't know, four times a game, twice in the yeah. first half, twice in the sure. second half, regardless of how good that team is. And so then you said it before the break. You said that um, Andy Dalton – that the, the, the head coach wants to run his scheme, and he feels he can run his scheme with Andy Dalton. David Hall wrote um, out of the game, I thought it was really interesting, the idea that, that Justin Fields somehow, the scheme changes. When Justin mm-hmm. Fields comes in, it becomes more about his improvisational skill and less about Matt Nagy's ability to call up the big play. Weird that that yeah. might come into play. It is weird. I mean, but we saw what they did with Mitch Trubisky at the, when he came back in. They dumbed down the offense for him, and they were better. Yes, they were going against lesser talent towards the end of the season, but Mitch looked more comfortable. That's his offense. And another example is Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, talked about Justin Herbert. He said, listen, this is our starting quarterback. We're not going to force him into an offense. We're going to build an offense around him. You have talent like that. That's what you're supposed to do. Ron Turner said... I think it was first year when he came to the Bears. He said, listen, my job for you offensive players is to put you in position to make plays. Maybe some people would disagree that he didn't do a good job of that, but the thought was very good. I think that's the way it should be done by all coaches. With the players that are on the rosters now with the Bears, they have some playmakers, and now at quarterback you have a playmaker, at least what we saw in college in Justin Fields. So I'm a believer in the draft when you get a player like that, it's time to tailor the offense around him. Get him on the field. Let's figure out how he performs best, what he feels comfortable with, and do your job as a coach and make him go out there and produce the way or for where he was drafted. Um, I believe it was Jake Laser who reported last Sunday that the Bears' plan was to, uh, to get to Justin Fields in like week four. They were hoping okay. to hold off like that. I'd be curious – uh, to get your opinion, you look at what's happening right now with this team. Obviously, they're on the road for their first game. They come home. They got a noon game at Soldier Field, which is the, that's the ideal. Next week, they're on the road again. They're going to Cleveland. Pretty good team. Pretty good pass rush there. Then they come back to the Detroit Lions. Is that where we're finally going to see the guy start? And and again, the whole season is going to be difficult. And Pat, you've been through life. Have you ever been in a schedule, 18 seasons with the Bears, the, the longest tenured Bear, where you didn't have two home games in a row at any point in the schedule, where every week you're going to be away, then home, then away, then home, through 17 weeks of the season. It's insane. I've never seen it. No, that is kind of wild because you do get comfortable when you do have back-to-back games. Because you do, players are routine people, and people talk about it all the time. You get used to your routines, and it's your home routine is a lot easier than the road routine, obviously. So that makes it easier and more comfortable the second or third time if that ever comes around to have that. But um, I forgot the first part of your question there, Molly. I was all excited about the, you talking about the Bears taking off each, uh, each other every other week. Yeah, I, I mean, but I just wonder if the if Detroit back in. Oh, oh, when he team, when he's going to play? Yeah, excuse yeah. me. So, I think it'll rear its head if Andy goes out there and this offense can't put up points again. Then you really have to start thinking about it. Then you go to okay. Cleveland, right? And they don't do it again. Then that slapped you in the face. That hey, maybe it's just now time because we're already 0 three. Let's get the kid in there. Let's get this thing started. Let's accelerate his growth. Let's see what we have. And I, I think you're right. I think Detroit would be a good one. Um, and I do think I'm okay with two more weeks. I would rather have had Justin Fields start week one. But where we're at right now, I'm, I'm okay with two more weeks. 
Okay, so we heard from a number of people. I thought Gary Fensick said, well, you don't want to call it a must-win. And I, I got to tell you, what he's saying is this is kind of a must-win. And I, I don't want to call it a must-win. But if I'm being honest, come on, man. You got to well, get a win here. Well, it is. And they're the Bengals, right? Yeah. They're not, they're not great. They're not the Rams. They're so better. So if you're, if you're yeah. taking it as a measuring stick and you're saying, okay, we're a playoff team and we should be in the playoffs – and you do. You look at the roster, or uh, sorry, the schedule, and like, all right, we win this, win this, win this. We should win this. This is a should-win game. That's the way the Bears have been talking to us all offseason, where they feel they're at, where they feel they're at talent-wise, what they've constructed roster-wise, and all that stuff. They feel this is a, is, a, is a win. So to me, that makes it feel like more of a must-win. The Rams game, we did the whole pregame last week yep. just knowing they weren't going to win. This <laughs> one is a toss-up. But we're really going to find out who the Bears are because I feel like Cincinnati – they're not a bad team. They're not a great team. I feel like they're just that mediocre team right now in the NFL. So this is a big test for the Bears to find out truly who they are. If they go out and lay an egg like they did last week with the mental mistakes and they don't get the ball down the field, then I think there's a big worry about this Bears team. And, and I think that that worry isn't as pronounced right now because the whole division lost. I think if you look at the NFC North, everyone right. is in the same boat. Everyone lost their opener. And I, I think, I, and I don't know, do you think that, that the 2021 NFC North is this year's answer oh. to last year's NFC East, where literally no so. one seemed want to I want hope to so. win the division? <laughs> I hope so. For, our, for, for us, yeah. maybe we can sneak in the playoffs again and still have good pre- and post-game show, but I, I don't know. I mean, that, honestly, what was your thought on the Green Bay game last week? Was that just an Aaron Rodgers hiccup? You know, when he came out and, you know, the relaxed thing he's done before, or, you know, Olin talked about how important David Bakhtiari is, being the left tackle, being out. Does not hurt him that bad? And then their defense played poorly, and they have injuries now on defense. So, you know, I think Detroit's Detroit. And then to go back to the evaluation of Cincinnati versus Minnesota last week, Minnesota's offensive line is, is horrible. Absolutely. They're, they're, they played terrible. Well, Cincinnati's D-line is better. They put a lot of money into it. But they are not good. And that is a big concern for them because if they can't – they couldn't pass block. They couldn't run block for Dalvin Cook. Uh, so that's a big concern. So what I see after week one encourages me as a Bears fan that I feel a lot better about us in the NFC North. All right, so the the number is two and a half. That is the spread for this game. Mm -hmm. What is your pick, Patrick? All right, I'm going 24-21. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> No. Uh, I, 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 you know, we talked about Lovey Smith saying, you know, the biggest improvement from week one to week two. I think there are easy fixes for this Bears team. I think one is the defense. Don't give up the mental mistakes. Don't give up the big plays. And I expect them not to do that. The other one will be physical. Can they get to the quarterback? The defensive line only had one sack last week. I think they can get a lot more pressures. How about this? Riley Reef last week gave up zero pressures at tackle. Their right tackle. He's going against wow. Khalil Mack. So I, I expect Khalil Mack to step up and have a better game, at least a sack, a couple pressures. Um, so hopefully they make the difference. Offensively, the way the Bengals play, they can take shots down the field. They play a lot of man. They play a lot of single high safety. They'll have three safeties in there possibly. They had that quite a bit last week, which I think could be a matchup problem for the Bengals and help the Bears. So I think if the Bears can make that jump, that can happen for teams between, between week one and two, I think the Bears can win this. I got it 21-17. to 17. Wow. Okay. Four point victory. Yep. You know, I took, Olin took 24 21, so he's robbed yeah. me of that score, apparently. <laughs> Here's the thing. No, yours was in print. 
Well, yours, was no. in, yours was in print before. It's, 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 Noah and Olin, I, I hey, listen. I Friday. Yeah. Noah and Olin, he probably did his research already and was trying to steal your thunder. That's what he does. He reads all our clippings and just comes in and oh, crushes us with them. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a windsock. I, I really don't. But I. I mean, Dan Pompey picked a close game. You picked a close game. Olin picked a close game. I think Bigsy had like a one point game. I'm dying to go the other way now, just to, to just because whenever when there's like when yeah. we're all like minded, we have to be wrong. So I would tell people, if you're some old Irish pensioner and you want to go with Mulligan, <laughs> rethink the whole thing. It's a bad idea. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bears too. I think it's just. I think it's just their season feels like it really needs this game, mm-hmm. and they're at home. And I'm hoping that the Soldier Field faithful pay off. And I, I will since I can't take 24-21, I'll take 24-20. Um, <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna cover the two and a half spread. So I, I think it's gonna be a three-point game, four-point game, whatever. And I think they got to score some points. Yep. And I think they got to get the ball. I think it's turnovers. If 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 that bucket doesn't work, Patrick, we're in serious trouble. Amen. That's what they've been preaching, that bucket and that energy. We need the energy and a bunch of dunks oh, on that bucket, and we'll be all right. The energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you brought the Big, energy today, Molly. You brought oh, it today. Come on. You always bring it, Patrick. A lot of fun. Great it show today. Uh, really appreciate everyone's contribution. Adam Staczynski, Studs, great job. Really appreciate your hard work. We've had a ton of fun, and let's hope the fun doesn't end. Stay with the score. We've got the Cubs, we've got the post game, and then you'll get Olin later on. He and Anthony Heron will be on with the post-post game, so make sure you stick around and listen. Uh, so much fun. Great stuff from Patrick Manley, from Olin Krutz. It's the pregame show on the score. Go Bears! Let's see it happen today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.